Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 54, April 8th, 2023. So glad you could make it. the word is fragile, fragile, F-R-A-G-I-L-E. Um, how, how do you pronounce that one? You know, I still remember that I misspelled frugal in my sixth grade spelling bee. I misspelled mallet in the fifth grade spelling bee. I'm still not sure if mallet is an E or an O. I think I went with O. And for frugal, I went G-I-L-E. I went frugal. And I finished second, I think, in both of those. So I wasn't trying to tank the thing. Anyway, off topic already. Fragile. Is it fragile? You know, F-R-A-J-U-L-L. Or is it fragile? F-R-A-J-I-L-E in the pronunciation. I think I'm going to go with fragile. This, uh, this week, I had planned out even last week so that I, I had this one ready, uh, was going to be about the adventures, you know, the adventures of DT Madness and, and some of the things that I that I had done along the way adventurously, um, something I want to get back to a little bit at 45, but uh, we, we definitely went on an adventure yesterday. We woke up at 5, We the five of us, Gucci fam, we woke up at 5 a.m., and everybody was ready, and we were on the road at six, as planned. Um, Sid was super giddy with that southern. I mean, I'm not sure this accent really has a label. Um, you know, phonemes are the individual sounds that we use in our language, and she's invented some. I think they're really unique the way that she pronounces words. But when she gets giddy, she definitely goes uh, to that super southern accent but we were off and we were driving the van we haven't gone we hadn't gone in a trip in the minivan with the five of us in quite a long time so we're rolling in the toyota sienna toyota guy of course and we're taking off and we're heading you know heading south going to charleston looking for i-26 through gaffney and as we get going you know it's it's lightning we knew that the the weather here back home was going to be nasty and uh but it was it was perfect in charleston um, but we saw a bit of lightning on our way out, and a possum ran right across in front of us. And I wasn't going to swerve to miss the opossum, but uh, I did slow down as best I could. Pretty sure we dodged it by just uh, a sliver. Um, Sydney had not seen that before, so that was she. She was riding shotgun with me. Um, so that possum's the road was almost his end for sure. We got down into Gaffney and it was raining a little bit. And I think from where the the Gaffney Peach, if you don't know about that, you should look it up. But the Gaffney Peach, the light coming off of it made it look like a like a cone, like a cylinder cone. Is that a shape? You know, like a tornado. And Sydney thought maybe it was a tornado. It was definitely raining heavily. I thought it was just. I thought it, uh, I told her it was just a light tornado. But then as we got down into Gaffney, turning on to go to what we call the Yellow Mall, 
lightning was striking and like we could see the streak entirely to the ground and then the sparks fly up afterward. And so first of all, that was super close. And second of all, uh, wow, what did that thing hit? And so this is like the, this is the first 30 minutes, you know, in the van uh, heading down the possum and the lightning and the light tornado and all this stuff is, is happening. You know, the kids are asking, will we be fine if it strikes our van? And I told her, oh yeah, that's because I'd always been told that, right? That the tires ground your car or something like that. So I went with that. We, we made it through, you know, the, the torrential rains down through the nasty, awful I-85 in Gaffney, which has been that way for 30 years. I heard it's the longest running construction project of ever in the country. And it's just awful. I mean, it's just awful. And so that's super stressful. My, when I drive and stress my, my back left shoulder, my, my left shoulder, kind of where my trap is, just gets super tight. And that's all happening. We're doing that. But anyway, we make it through all that. Stop at Boge at Bojangles and and get us some get us some food. I drink my purple cachava drink, of course, and um, but we're we're rolling now. We're rolling and and we're having a good time and 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 we're listening to to Dave Matthews and Sam is sees a truck that that was hauling a truck and on the back of that truck was another truck and it really tickled Sam. I mean, he's like, look, us, you know. I mean, he just got really excited. Look, a truck hauling a truck hauling a truck. But he was saying it with this college tired. I know you can't, maybe that's one of those you have to be there kind of things. But but this guy, he came home from college from Boone, drove home. He had practice, his, his acapella group um, voicemail that he uh, sings with and sings some solos for up at, uh, at App State. They have a couple of concerts coming up. We're going up to the one on the 23rd, but they have another one coming up. So they, they had to do rehearsals, you know, so he left Boone at 1030, I think. Got home around 12.30, 1 a.m. We woke up at 5, so he's running on fumes for sure. And so it just made it even better that he was got so excited about the truck, calling the truck, calling the truck. College tired, you know? Remember those days? We were we were listening to, to Dave Matthews' live uh, concert series on SiriusXM, the, uh, the Cancun shows. I probably mentioned these last week, but I just haven't stopped listening to them. And the third night, which I think is the 19th, uh, February 19th show. If you have Sirius XM, you should get on that app and listen to these, man. So good. But um, there, there's a show that they, there's a song that, that gets covered at the end called The Speed of the Sound of Loneliness or The Sound, Speed of the Sound of Loneliness. It's a John Prine tune and it's Dave singing it with uh, Molly Tuttle. And it's just Dave and Tim, like it's stripped down, which is I, I realized I prefer. I love horns. I do like horns, but, and I like the full band of Dave is fine, but like Dave and Tim stripped down so you can hear the lyrics. So you can really feel the song, but then singing with model Molly Tuttle, this, wow. And I'd been waiting, you know, for this moment to let everyone hear it because my kids can sing, man, and my wife can sing. And so when, when everybody gets to going with this harmony, it's just really good. And as it was playing and I'm sitting driving, you know, and all of us are in the, the Sienna. It, it wasn't even like the lyrics. It was just the moment. You know, it was the moment that was overwhelming to me that I almost like not just teared up, but I'm talking about like I had to breathe deep, swallow down the, 
the sobs that were that were awaiting because you know it was the first time the the five of us had been on a a trip like that in some time and even if it wasn't the first time and sometime like just that ah yeah man it's gucci fan man anyway um we we've we made it down you know it's like three and a half hours to get down to charleston and, and traffic was fine and we got down there and we we parked at the parking lot to go to the we're, we're headed to i haven't even said where we're going we're we're headed to the charleston open a wta women's tennis association event um some of the top players in the world were playing it was quarterfinal friday we're a tennis family look at episode two of this podcast tennis is life but um so we, we get down to the parking lot and they have shuttle buses that, that take us over and we're, we're first on, you know, we like to get there early. And so we're first on the bus and the, the, the driver, she was so kind and she would say good morning and, and, and we were kind of behind her so I couldn't really see her. And so all, as the people would get on, I kept hearing good morning, you know, over and over and over good morning. And so I thought everybody getting on was just super friendly. And so as, as the good mornings would fly, I would repeat it back. And I was saying good morning every time until I realized that it was the bus driver telling the people getting on good morning. And so I was just parroting it back. Then I felt kind of dumb, uh, but it was, it was a, a good morning. The guy on the, the bus with us forgot to turn his Google maps off. So it was, it was calling out the ways to go for the bus driver to turn, even though she's driven this thing. She does it hundreds of times a day. But anyway, it was so that was fun, and that was funny. And so we get to the place. I mean, the, the shuttle was only like a third of a mile or a seventh of a mile or something like that. I mean, a, a point seven miles. And so it was. Uh, it didn't take long. We got there. We get off Credit One Stadium. Got to wait at the gates because they don't open till 10. We're there about 10 minutes early. So we're up there with these... I mean, we're in line with like, like country club wives. You know what I mean? Like they've got their fancy tennis hats and their tennis gear and, but the nice earrings and all this kind of stuff too. Like, and I'm not hating, like, don't, don't misunderstand. Like I'm jealous. I wish I was a country club wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could go and, and, and play a couple of sets of tennis and then head back to the club for a nice sandwich, you know, and a, and a refreshing drink and all these kinds of things. Like I, I'm not hating. I, that's, that's the life, but there we are. I mean, people who know and love tennis and these, these people were waiting for, you know, we're waiting for the gates to open at 10 and it's 10 one. And people start to get like, all right, these women are hollering out like it's 10 one. And these people at will call had gotten their tickets and they were going to be able to go into the side door. And, the, and one of the security people's like, nope, they got to go through the scanner and they just walked to a different gate and the people let them in. And these women started booing. I mean, seriously, like the, it was quite the scene. It was, uh, it was really something we, we got in no problems at all. And it was just tremendous hospitality. And I don't know if it's like credit one stadium. I had been there in 2010, I believe it was 2010, but either way, when widespread panic played uh, there, Sarah and I went, but so I'd been to that stadium before under a different vibe. But so I don't know if it's credit one stadium. I don't know if it was because of the WTA. I don't know what the organization was that was putting this on completely. I suspect it was the WTA, but I mean, it was just tremendous. The hospitality was amazing. The setup was just beautiful with tents. And we took virtual pictures with, with Anj Jabor and Madison Keys and the practice courts are out there and yeah, I mean, this is something that we're, we already talked about while we were down there that we will 
we intend to make an annual event. Um, and then we, we got up into the stadium. We had awesome seats. I'm not going to lie. There was a row. We were on row I. There were six seats available when I went to purchase tickets. Of course, there's only five of us, but I did it. I just bought all six of them. And so we had a, a seat for the ghost man. And because we, because that's just, because we like that because we're neurotic. Okay. Or I am, and maybe a couple of my kids, but it was great because we didn't have to worry about getting up and like letting people out. And we definitely had access to the aisle. It was just great. It was perfect. I mean, we were, um, the breeze was okay. I mean, we were in the sun now, like it was 75 or whatever. We're looking directly at it in the morning session. The thing started at 11 and it was doubles first. And we got to see a, a doubles match first with some Americans playing some Germans. The Germans won. Um, but it was a good match. It was really fun to watch. And the beautiful thing about it, I didn't realize how awesome this was going to be for me. But, you know, the crowd's chattering and there's moving around and all this kind of stuff. And when when the chair umpire signals ready for play and the first person tosses the ball up to serve, the entire stadium goes quiet. And it was just one of the most beautiful things I had ever heard in my life. I loved it. Um, but we watched doubles, and then we got to see Anz Jabor play, which is one of Sid's favorite, maybe Sid's favorite player. She's from Tunisia and uh, is sometimes called the Minister of Happiness. And um, she just put on a master class of tennis. She won the first set six love, and she won that first set in 20 minutes. Then she was up 4-1 in the second set, and the other person that she was playing retired. She just she had to call the medical out, and perhaps there was medical issues. Or where I'm, I'm not saying she was faking or whatever because she was getting handled, but I would have wanted to get off the court too, the way that she was being destroyed. We got to see her. Then we got to see Madison Keys play, an American player, and she lost in a tough match to uh, a Russian player. I can't remember. Um, if they don't put the Russian flag up or say that she's from Russia because whatever, whatever, but it's blank. So you know that that's where it's from. It's all kind of silly to me. Um, but anyway, we got to see her play while we were watching, um, the doubles, I guess, or maybe while we were watching Anj Jabor, Sam was down getting a smoothie or something like that. And he took the hat that he bought and Madison Keys was practicing. And, and as she came out, Sam got, uh, her autograph on that hat. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, Madison Keys lost, but but a, a really fun three set match to watch. And then Benchich from Switzerland played, and she pretty much dominated. But that was cool because we thought we only got two singles matches. Turns out all three were in the um, the afternoon session. Um, and and you know we we just had a great time. We we spent all the money. We went to the gift shop. We we got ice cream from Ben and Jerry's at the food truck there. We got. There was a Chick-fil-A food truck. There was pretzels and popcorn, and we drank all the water and got whatever, man. It was just a fabulous, fabulous time. And we took the shuttle back, no problems at all. It took the shuttle back to our parking area, got into the van, and prepared to roll out. And then we saw, like, I mean, seriously, dozens of police vehicles heading towards where we were, which was Daniel Island, but really where they were headed was Isle of Palms because there was like a, a shooting on the beach, just a bunch of like a, a gangs of kids, I guess. I don't know that were supposed to be on senior skip day, but whatever we, we, I mean, not whatever. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying we didn't, uh, we were glad to be getting out of there. I'm just noting the fact that we did see all this happening. 
And then as we're headed back, of course, we kind of just headed back into repeat mode because uh, we had driven down in the dark to, to begin with. We left at 6 a.m. It's raining. We stopped at Bojangles. And then as we head back, it's getting dark and it starts raining. And then it's we picked up Bojangles on the way home and got back about 1030. You know, so a 16-hour day of just amazing tennis and amazing experience. We're definitely sunburned. I mean, we were we were uh, lube. You know, we were lotioning up. We had the screen and we were putting it on um, everywhere. We thought I missed kind of where my watch band is right up against it, and I got a nice spot there, and right up underneath my collar, I got a good spot there. Sydney, poor Sydney, she got she got toasted for sure. Um, but man, it was just really gratifying. It was amazing, an amazing experience. So, so, so we'll head in. Sorry, hit the wrong button. I've been doing that. We'll head into the halftime here, but I see that the tennis uh, adventure took up a, a good 17 minutes. And so I don't know what we'll do after halftime. Um, it's possible that I'll just make this one a really long one because I can do that. I got 90 minutes. But this is halftime. But really, it's kind of a halftime sandwich. And really, this is tea time with Mara within halftime. And so we'll, we'll kind of make it that way on this Easter weekend. So kind of diving a little deeper here, I, I, I wrote down, I wrote this down maybe a week or so ago, like what would it be like to have, to have really firm faith, you know, like in the good, in the true, I struggle, like I, I've, I don't want to be too critical here. I don't mean to be critical of, of the church or of the, of our culture necessarily that's not really where i'm trying to go with this but i know that people have faith in the boxes that they've checked but i'm talking about like deep down life changing and i know that there are people that 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 do have that kind of faith that's what i'm saying like what, what would that be like to to have that really firm faith in the good and in the true i drove up to see sam last uh weekend went up to to boone to to see him and um ate at McAdoo's, you know, and, and that was it. Like we went up and had, I had lunch with him and then stopped and got me some ice cream and headed home. But on the way up, I was listening to uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar, which I don't know if you're into, into that kind of stuff, like, but Jesus Christ Superstar, LA Miz, you know, probably top tier than Hamilton, Phantom, uh, probably round out my top four, but it's just really fantastic. It's really a, a great presentation of, of the story of Jesus and uh, like in a rock opera setting. But there's a song called Gethsemane that, that the character Jesus sings this real, which is, which is the real wrestling. Um, you know, the, the scriptures talk about like sweating or is it crying like blood even, I mean, just to this point, this anguish, of why do I have to go through with this thing? Like, what is this plan all about anyway? You know, like, and, and there's this feeling in that song and it's like, I, I've tried to do this for three years now, Jesus says, and, 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 and the superstar recording of Gethsemane and 
you know, he's like, I don't, I'm not sure that I understand why this is the path. And there's just this moment where the singer just wails. And I got, I mean, I just got really teared up. And it was a, a very spiritual, you know, moment for me of of driving up listening listening to that. And 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 part of it is I I've been thinking about like being fragile, you know. I've been thinking about that. And we'll come back to that in a second, but I do wanna I wanna make a recommendation. I wanna recommend that you read um Ann Napolitano's book called Hello Beautiful. It's Oprah, it's on Oprah's book club and it's her hundredth pick. I'm not really an Oprah's book club guy, although maybe I should be. But Marilyn Robinson uh, had it on her Facebook page, and Marilyn Robinson wrote some of my favorite literature of all, uh, the Gilead series. You know, um, Gilead and Home and Lila and Jack, and it, it's her recommendation made me buy the book right away. And so I, I read it in a couple of days this past week, and it's just, it's just fantastic. It's just phenomenal. It's an ode. To being met, and it's something that I've been talking about: is my inability to be met, my my unwillingness, maybe. Um, but but that's what this is. That's what this book is. So I totally recommend you reading Hello Beautiful. I ordered another one called Dear Edward that I just barely started a page or two into by Anne Napolitano, and apparently it's like an Apple series or something. But I'm going to read the book. But as I was reading this book, you know, and I'm thinking about these things having faith. What is that like? Like, what does it mean to be fragile? And, but I'm reading the book and I'm thinking like, this is really good. And these kinds of books get put up onto these lists of Oprah's book club or recommended by Marilyn Robinson because, because that's what good literature does. I mean, we're all unique, but not so much as we imagine. There's a reason why good literature is good. It's, it's shared. We have a common understanding is I'm reading this book, the feelings that I get, the the senses, the sensations that I get, the, the, the ponderings that appear in my head, like that's happening for you too. Because we, 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 we have this common inner head nod, you know, like a recognition that is gut level. And, and so really good literature or really good music or really good film or whatever it is, like, that elicits that common shared understanding. And I, I, I think that one of the reasons why I struggle with being met is because I am fragile. But I think that accepting that I, I've, I've been out of, uh, I haven't had a session with my, my friend at Living Lotus, my therapist at Living Lotus in a while. And so uh, by design, I wanted to take a break of a week or two, but I'm going back and um, next week. And so I'm sure these are things that, that I will have to wrestle through even more. But I'm fragile. And, and what that requires for, for, for me to allow you to meet me is I have to put myself in your hands. You know, I may break. I'm. No, not I may. I I will. I will break. And it will likely cause you pain. It may be my will that breaks, you know, or my mental or my emotional structure. Like it may be those kinds of things. I may lash out 
like in those times and, and cause you pain. But even for those that can master that aspect, and I know that there are people who do. It's why I like reading Thich Nhat Hanh. It's why I like dealing with this type of therapy that I'm going through. It's, it's why I like you know, studying those types of emotional strength. I, I don't know if strength is the right word, but like practicing in that way. But even if I were able to do those types of things mentally and master my will or my, my emotional structures or these types of things, I'll, even then my physical body is going to break. It's going to break down. And it, it may do it sooner than I intend it to, which I expect is at any point. But like, you know, like it may happen. And the next little bit. And that's not something that I mean to, 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 it it is something that I totally worry about. It is like, that's part of my issues, but I don't even mean that here. Like, I mean, this full recognition, this is just, I'm fragile. And so for me to put myself fully in your hands, it's, it's not so much. It's, it's, I think, I think it's not so much that I worry that I will break. It's so much. It's it's that I worry that if I break or when I break, it's going to cause you pain and suffering. And yet I've been really practicing to to believe and inhabit in my body to, to, to have gratitude for suffering. Because I do recognize that it's in those times where love is magnified. And that's where we are this weekend, isn't it? That's the beauty of the Easter story. That in the greatest suffering, love is magnified to its greatest height. To its greatest fullness and depth. And so, in in, in a way, I want to practice being grateful for the suffering that is in my life, that is in this world. I don't mean to say that I long for it. Of course not. But because it leads to beauty and love, because it exposes those things for the, and the majesty that they possess. However, in times where suffering isn't, I don't want to imagine it into existence. I don't want to I don't want to imagine that I will be suffering tomorrow or, you know, because because that type of anxiety is is pointless. That's what Jesus is talking about like you can't you can't worry about tomorrow. Like you you're not going to be able to add a day. You're not going to be able to add an hour just by worrying about it. It's that that faith, you know. Faith in existence, in the goodness of it, in life, in the paradox that the grain of wheat falling and dying is how the next sprouts up. So who would I be to try to take that away? so difficult even to say. It seems obvious that I would want to eliminate and alleviate suffering. And and 
you know, where it's in my hands, then yes. But not to run away. I think that's maybe it. I don't want to run away. I want to just be alive, you know, like I'm thinking about like, why do I go to the Y? Why do I lift weights when I do every week, like once a week? You know, why do I eat the things that I eat? Why do I do these kinds of things? I, I want to protect my body. I want to be alive. But I don't want to just stumble through to be alive. I want to live. So I think about like, what would it be like if, if I got my hopes up? Because I, I always play both sides mentally, you know, and emotionally. I, I might let myself get my hopes up, but I'm always easily able to imagine the worst possible thing too. But what if I lived in expectation of the good rather than expectation of not? The song that I will add to the Church of Six Hymnal this week is Bartender by Dave Matthews. And I don't think I'd ever heard it quite like I heard it this week. You know, if I go before I'm old, please don't forget me if I go. If I go before my time, please don't regret me if I die. I'm on bended knees. Please, Father, please. I just want to run and hide. Maybe it says run and die. I'm not sure. But the but the words are, I want some of that wine that, that you gave Jesus, Father, you know, so that after three days in the ground, I have faith in this existence that goes on and on and on. That life is. But that's what I'm working on, you know, believing so that I can be alive. And that was tea time with Mara. Which of course also ends halftime in that in that sandwich. I uh, you know what I'm gonna push these this list of adventures back to perhaps next week and unless something else really comes up that 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 grabs a long halftime. Um, but I've got a list of mm -mm, 26 things, so I think that would take way too long, and I don't want to push the podcast past too much past 30 minutes each week. So I'll, 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 I'll talk about those. I mean, it's all kind of stuff and not really in any, any timeline. Um, I, I, I will say that, that one of the adventures that I have on the list is, is this podcast, you know, like I, I, I got, I guess I had it on auto pay. And so I was planning on paying for the, uh, the subscription to Podbean once again, and I, I have to pay each year for my um, logo that I've got the the cool DT Madness blue and orange with the uh, um, sequoia cone, you know, in there with the Chronicles of the Third Life. I really like that. One of these days, I'm gonna get me a shirt with it or something like that. But you know what? I mean, so I'm in for 150 bucks for the next year, and it it is quite the adventure, you know, because I'm laying myself out there each week for how many ever of you that listen. I'm not sure. Uh, each week, I think it's probably a dozen, maybe of people that listen on the regular, and you know, another twenty or thirty that pop in here and there. But I get to lay myself out on the line. I get to 
I get to get text messages from friends who who dial up the podcast and say, you know what, man, I appreciate that because I've really been struggling lately. And it's good to hear people talk about their struggles. It's good to hear um, because it's common. It's a common experience. It's shared humanity. And I've honestly been toying with the idea of going back and listening to each episode and then writing them up in a, a written format and maybe creating some some written material of the Chronicles of the Third Life, but I'm not sure that would be a lot of work, but I, I might, maybe I'll jump into that this summer. Either way, it, it fills me up, you know, like it helps me grasp at faith doing this podcast does. It helps me understand our common struggles and our common hopes. It helps me understand the great adventure of being human and how love ties us all together. I don't mean that as cliche. I mean deep, abiding, and eternal love. Love that transcends all. Love that, though, perhaps for us now, is best understood in fragility but in reality is itself the strongest bond in all of existence. Well, this has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, by the Foundation Tower of Stone, by the Wall of Belief, by the Token of Hope, and by the magic rock times two. Nothing divine is desperate. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.